Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be seated. The world likes religion. They like it when people are nice to one another and they follow the golden rule. The world likes religion, and it especially likes a non-judgmental, tolerant religion that validates everyone's feelings. Religion that teaches one how to be successful, to live this life to the full, that's a good religion. Principles for life and self-improvement. Religion gives a sense of community and motivates the care for others. The world likes religion. But the world hates the religion of Jesus. The world hates the Christian church and everyone in it. The world hates your confession of faith, your morals, and your piety. The world hates the fact that you've done nothing to merit God's favor toward you in Christ. The world hates that you love what is good. The world hates how you pray. Hear what Jesus says in today's gospel text. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. Whoever kills you will think that his work is pleasing to God. Now, why would your murderer think such a thing? Why would anyone think that the death of a Christian is a good thing, that our blood is a good and right offering to God? It's hard to imagine, isn't it? And yet we see examples of this in the scriptures and throughout the history of the Lord's Church. Before St. Paul became a Christian, when he was still Saul, he persecuted the Lord's Church. At the stoning of Stephen, which we sang about in our processional hymn, Saul watched that murder with approval. And then he went to the high priest to get letters authorizing him to arrest any Christians he might find so that he could bring them to Jerusalem for justice. And he did all of this not because he hated God, but because he loved him. Whoever kills you will think he offers God a service. In his mind, to love God meant to hate Jesus and those who follow him. We hear about this in the pagan world, too. In Acts chapter 19, we read about a riot in the Greek city of Ephesus. St. Paul had preached a sermon on the forgiveness of sins in the true and living God. And he was accused of disrupting their economy. Because the truth that forgiveness is found in Jesus for free caused offense with those who worshipped the goddess Diana. Paul was taking away everything they held dear. The Christian notion that forgiveness is free and that God's love is unearned stand in total opposition to the world's idea of religion. 
that God's love and favor have to be earned. God's word isn't popular. And neither are you, because you believe it. The world finds the idea of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins to be offensive. If he died for my sins, that means I need forgiveness. That means I can't earn it myself. So when God gives pastors to his church as a gracious gift, men who are to lay down their lives in service to the gospel, the world responds by saying that we are bigoted because God didn't give women to be pastors. Or we extol the great gifts and blessings that God gives in marriage between one man and one woman for life. We are told that we hate love. Whoever kills you will think he offers God a service. Our culture and country are going mad. They are filled with rage at the church because she has the courage to say what marriage is, what a man is, what a woman is, that all lives matter, no matter the color of the skin or whether the human being is suffering from dementia on his deathbed or if he is living inside his mother's womb, the place that should be the safest of all that has become among the most dangerous. We are scorned and hated for saying these self-evident truths, for saying what the church has said from the beginning. Whoever kills you will think he offers God a service. To the world, killing a Christian seems like good religious worship. Because the religion of the world is the exact opposite of the true worship of God. The devil wants us to think that we can't be all about Jesus and his death and his blood and his cross and his resurrection and his ascension and his coming back soon and his love and his forgiveness. Even the little things seem to bother them. Quoting a Bible verse wearing a crucifix, making the sign of the cross, praying in front of others. So don't be surprised when they tell you that you're not welcome anymore. Perhaps you've seen that whenever and wherever you bear the name of Christ, you're not always welcome. Notice how Christians are portrayed in the media, and the world makes it clear that Christians should be despised and rejected because they believe God's word. They want you to hide your Christianity, to force you to be quiet. And for them, all of this is just the punishment that you deserve for calling good, good, and evil, evil. And yet the world also preaches something else. Coexist, proclaims the bumper sticker of this religion, Every religion should just get along and be at peace. In the face of persecution and death, peace sounds nice, doesn't it? It sounds better than the world killing you to offer service to its God. So if you stop talking about what God's word says, they'll leave you alone. And they might even welcome you. You may be tempted to embrace the comfort the world offers. In fact, you will be tempted. 
Maybe it will be your desire for acceptance or your longing for success or simply a hope to get along. You're going to be tempted to give up Christ and his word to gain a little bit of this world. And if you don't face this temptation now, you will. The constant pressure from the world to conform, the incessant nagging of the ungodly will wear you down. Their mocking and scoffing will exhaust you. Or maybe you'll give in to their false promises of comfort. But it can only give a false comfort. The disciples of Jesus will find no comfort in the world. So where is the comfort? Where is the consolation? Christ says in our gospel text today, that the consolation is found in hearing and remembering what the Spirit says. How he tells you what Jesus has done for you. So when your heart is fearful of those who want to shed your blood, look to the cross and see how Christ has shed his blood for you. See the wounds of the one who wasn't welcomed by the world. Though there you see the one you haven't welcomed in your own life through sin and unbelief and all the ways you failed. Still, you see that he has welcomed you into his kingdom through this very death and resurrection. Hear what Christ says. Hear his word that promises your full and free forgiveness. That when you aren't welcome in this world, remember that Jesus welcomes you into his kingdom. When you aren't welcome at the feasts and banquets of the ungodly, remember that Christ has welcomed you to his holy table, even today, to feast on his body and blood for your forgiveness. Christ invites you to confess all your sin here today so that he can cover it with his blood. And when all the times you were afraid to confess Christ haunt you, then remember that Christ, through his death and resurrection, has already forgotten them all. Recall that you have his word, so you can stand without fear against what the world can do to you because Christ is with you. You've probably heard all sorts of stories of Christians around the world who gave up their lives rather than deny Christ. Remember that they can endure this not because they are different than you, but because they have the same Holy Spirit working in them as you do now. Remember that no matter how much the world wants to rip you away from Christ and his word, you'll find that the only thing these weapons of the world can do is drive you closer into the arms of your Father. So when these things happen... Remember how Jesus said that it would come. Do not be surprised. Remember that it's not your fault. It's not because you did something wrong or that you're not being a loving Christian or that if you were simply a better Christian, the world would love you more because the world hates Christians. Whoever kills you will think he offers God a service. And when the world despises you this way, remember that they too 
have been bought by the blood of Jesus. Remember that the same Holy Spirit who created faith in your heart can do the same for them. So pray for this. Pray for your enemies. Pray that no matter how much they have thirsted for your blood, that God would lead them instead to thirst for his. That one day God would lead you both to kneel at the same altar, to drink the same blood of Christ in repentance and faith, that they might also be comforted by the Holy Spirit with all the consolation that he brings, that they might hear and rejoice in the comfort of God's word. Finally, hear these words from St. Peter, which immediately followed today's epistle reading. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The peace of God keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.